Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. It is uh, November 11th, um, and uh, I am uh, Ursula Pottinger from Be Above Leadership, uh, here together with my uh, wonderful friend and uh, business partner and co-founder of Be Above Leadership, looking at a um, really, really, really fun topic, Consensus Reality and the Brain. Hello, Anne. Woohoo! Hi, hi, Ursula. Oh my gosh, I've been, I've been so excited to talk about this. Although I have to say, so welcome everyone. Although I have to say, last night when Ursula and I were connecting and saying, "Oh, we have blog talk tomorrow," I said, "Consensus reality and the brain." Oh, that's so fascinating. What is consensus reality in terms of neuroscience? And this is really a blending of our work in consciousness and in science. So today we, 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 we're going to be musing. We're going to be pondering. We're, we're just going to be like really activating our curiosity because I don't think either one of us has it sort of all like zip, zip, cut and dried, this is what it is. No, no, I don't think we can, although we have been looking at this topic uh, for quite a, quite a bit. And maybe we should start um, really with sort of talking about what is it actually when we, when we talk about consensus reality, what do we actually mean by that? What do we mean? Well, I think, um, <laughs> yes, let's, because it is one of our favorite things, and, and it's, a, it's an area I personally love to get a little mischievous and punchy, and, and I think it, it, you know, how I often will, will um, bring it in with a client, for example, is they'll say, well, you just don't understand the reality of the situation, and, and I, because of all of our work in consciousness and even in coaching with taking different perspectives and all of that, I've developed a different re- relationship with what most people call reality. Yeah, I I agree, and it, you know, reality consensus reality. Um, uh, it's interesting. I had a I had uh, some you know I've had some coaching interactions in the last couple of days, and I'm really seeing how um, certain consensus reality perspectives perspectives can be so ingrained. You know, it's this. Well, yeah. everybody knows that. You know, everybody knows that this is the this is the way it is. Yeah, there's a wonderful song by Leonard Cohen that we like to play. <laughs> yeah. I think it is actually called "Everybody Knows," and the yes. song starts out, "Everybody knows the dice are loaded." Mm-hmm. It's like everybody knows that. Um, you know, things are a certain way. And so when we talk about reality, I always have to talk about, well, is that reality or is it Mm -hmm. simply the consensus reality that you are in in the moment, the perspective, the cultural reality? What is reality? And from a consciousness perspective, one of the things that we see as being more um, accessible at higher levels of awareness, higher levels of effectiveness, is the capacity to question at least reality yes. and say, hold on, is this actually real? Erin Katie would say, is it real? Can I actu- absolutely know that it's real? Or is this a perspective? Is this the dominant culture telling me how I should feel? Where is my freedom and my choice? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, 
So, uh, talking about uh, it from a conscious uh, perspective, um, and then uh, being I mean, sort of from my from from my viewpoint, is really being curious about my own view of consensus, real, consensus reality and what might happen in the brain. Is what I am seeing is for me, my consensus reality is actually a very ingrained way of thinking. Which makes me you think, think about cons- yeah. Go ahead, when I'm I sorry. think about certain certain parts of consensus reality, for example, consensus reality, you know, in sort of in my case, says consensus reality says that if you constantly travel and leave your husband behind to look after house, garden, full time job, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that is just not right. That's just not done. You are the wife. You are the the you know you you should be doing this. Right, and so it's what I'm um, seeing. What I'm seeing is that it's sort of, for me, that piece of consensus reality is something that I was taught, and that it it had become mm-hmm. until a certain point, it had become an in, ingrained way of thinking for me. Right, and and in, certainly in coaching, what we talk about is a limiting a limiting perspective. At CTI, we have a whole course called Balance Coaching, which is really, I think, about helping people start to break apart this consensus reality. Everybody knows, for example, as you get older, you become less attractive. Everybody knows as you become older, you become less vital. Everybody knows. Um, I I love it because there's often competing. Everybody knows if you are uh, if you have a baby, everybody knows that you should stay home. But there's a whole other everybody knows who says no, you should continue to um, you know pursue your own career. So there's yes. uh, there's all of these sort of like waves of waves of knowing waves that we get that often we get caught into. And I, mm-hmm. I think, and just to build on what you're saying, just to continue to riff for a moment, you know, we talk a lot, and we've talked on this show before, and um, we certainly talk in our classes about the power of neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and how the brain gets wired. And um, certainly, we are, we are impacted in multisensory, multimodal ways. So when yes. you think about some of the beliefs that we have, we've taken these on um, and made them true and done, you know, created our own neural networks around them. I think about one I'll, that, uh, that's real, that's sort of one that I play with as a woman who's now 50. Um, this whole thing, everybody knows you're less attractive to men, you're less attractive, you know, you're sort of less valuable the older that you get. Well, there's 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 all of these messages. This isn't you know new that we're saying this that are coming at us. That then I think in the in the case of the brain, our brain embraces, mm-hmm. you know, makes that makes a certain um, you know small belief bigger by what we encounter in the world, messaging, advertising. Um, you know, negative beliefs that we, limiting beliefs, saboteurs that we use that just make make a pathway quite well wired. Yeah, that gets uh, reinforced. Uh, you know, my, my consensus reality pathway got reinforced through my mom who didn't, you know, he, she didn't know any different. That was just, you know, 
that many years ago. She's 89 now, so you can imagine. Um, that was just the way it was done. You know, you you looked after house and garden and husband and children, and that's what you did. And so, you know, there is from many, as you say, many different layers, the that kind of thinking that we learn and then take on, it gets reinforced through many, many different ways. Yeah, and I think because it gets so hardwired in in so many different ways that it can it it can be one of those things that we just don't even bother to question. So for me, one of the powers of this whole the the power of this idea that there's you know that that there's reality question mark but there you know I I will often say you know this is an and thing I'm not recommending everybody say this but it certainly you you know if you work with me as a client and and it, have me as a teacher, you'll hear me say, I don't know that I believe in reality. But I do mm-hmm. believe and I'm aware of the power of consensus reality. And so that's the question that I'm always asking my clients and we're, we're asking our students is, is this reality or is it simply consensus reality? Is this what the mo- most people agree to? Mm-hmm. And what would be possible if you questioned it? Yeah, I think it's very powerful to step back uh, from them. Um, as you know, um, and that, you know, uh, my husband and I, we've moved, uh, you know, many, 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 many times um, also when the kids were young and then when the kids were in school. And uh, we've heard many times from, you know, friends and relatives and other people that, oh, you know, once you have kids, you can't move. You shouldn't move anymore mm. because that's not good mm. for the children. And uh, it, right. it, that was that's an interesting, you know, at least for me and you know, obviously listeners and and everybody out there, uh, this might not be true for you, but for me, it was like I wanted to question that consensus reality, that reality of saying, well, is that true? Or how, what can be created when we don't believe in that? What is good for the children? What's good for the family? What, what can we actually do if we step out of this reality and do move, even when the kids are in school and young? And what can be created from that? It was very powerful for me because I, I yeah, would I have it. just stayed stuck. Right. I really I really love that. And it makes me think of this old story, and I think many people have heard it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. It's the man and the horse. And I think it's a Chinese mm-hmm. story originally, but it may exist in other cultures. So the story goes that there's a man in a town, and he has a beautiful horse, a beautiful, lovely black mare. And one day the horse runs away. And all of his neighbors say to him, consensus reality, oh, that's terrible, your horse ran away, oh, you poor thing. And the man says, it might be good, it might be bad, we don't know, we'll see. So the next day, the horse comes back and it brings with, she brings with her, her a beautiful white stallion. And all of the neighbors say, well, you're so lucky, look, your horse come back and now you have two horses. And he said, who knows what we'll see. Well, the son of the man um, develops a wonderful relationship with the new stallion. It's just a wonderful, fiery stallion and can run with the wind. And the son loves to ride the stallion and push himself. And one day he rides the stallion and he gets thrown from the horse, breaks his leg very badly. Of course, all the neighbors say, consensus reality, that's terrible. 
broke his leg. And the man says, who knows what's good or bad? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, short time later, the army comes through the town and is conscripting all of the young men and taking them off to a terrible bloody war. And they don't take the son of the man because his leg is broken. And the neighbors all say, you're so lucky. And the man, of course, says, who knows what's good or bad? We'll see. Mm-hmm. So this is a man who has the capacity to say, I understand there is a, there's, a, there's a consensus reality that says things are a certain way and everybody knows what's good and bad, but we don't always know the bigger picture. We don't always know the pattern. We can't always see the pattern. And so let's hold mm-hmm. off on making judgment about anything. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In you order know, for us certainly, to, yeah, go ahead, hon. Go ahead. Yeah, in 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 order for us to see this, uh, and again, I see it in uh, in coaching, and I see it sometimes in my own life. Um, I think we actually sometimes need someone else that sort of rattles <laughs> rattles the cage a little bit and says, "Hold, hold on a minute here. Let's step out of this and look at it and see: is this actually true, or is it not?" Yeah, is it true? Is this? And I think also sometimes we need the um, wonderful contribution of time. And mm. um, I think many of us have had things that have happened to them in their life where they've said that's bad. That's a bad thing. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think on, on one level, we often talk about the difference between the human and the spiritual level, but on one level, things can be very difficult, painful. You wouldn't wish them on anyone. And yet be our greatest teachers. I learned more about leadership from a man I worked for for two years who made me insane and everyone (laughs) around him really just, you know, there was consensus reality that this guy was an asshole and a creep and didn't know anything. And that was a consensus reality. And yet I, by having to come up with the confidence to stand up for what I knew in the face of a very powerful man, I grew as a leader. And I'm incredibly grateful for those two years, even though, oh my gosh, I tell you, Ursula was coaching me at the time. She was my first coach. And every single call was about this guy. For two years, I don't know how much money I spent trying to process him. (laughs) I would not be the confident leader that I am, though, if he hadn't been in my life. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that uh, that's very, very true. It's, uh, you know, looking back and uh, looking at situations, I think, you know, like that, learning from that experience, I think that also help, helps us identify for our own lives what is consensus reality and what is not. Because we can look back and say, well, at the time, I believed this. And clearly now, you know, X amount of years or weeks or months later, I'm realizing that uh, the way it unfolded is completely different. So I really, I really love that, that these experiences help us to say, well, you know, what's the truth here? What is real here? Am I buying into something that's just, you know, a given for many people or can I question it? Yeah, and I love what I love how you're saying. I think the other thing about it is that, and this, Ursula and I have started to see this in 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 our work with each other, which we is you know like a, a fourteen year exploration, thirteen year exploration at this point. But that one of the things that we have seen is that we will always find a gift. 
And so I just for fun, I made us a couple of T-shirts a year or so ago that said, embrace the blessing now. Because our joke was, um, I think Ursula realized, you know, at some point I'm going to find the blessing. I might as well just assume there is one <laughs> and embrace it yeah. now instead of struggling in all of this pain and resistance. Um <laughs> that I've been going through and torturing myself with how awful I think the situation is. Yeah, 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 that's uh, that's that's very that's very true. So, um uh, as it relates to consensus reality then and the brain, um do you really uh, can could we really say um that it is a well-worn neural pathway that uh yeah. we've acquired and sort of strengthened like on a belief system basis? Yeah, I think um I think a couple things and don't let me forget to talk about the power of reflection around all of this, but I I do think that I think that a couple of couple of things. One is I think yes, it is a personal neural pathway that mm-hmm. we've embraced, never questioned, continued to strengthen by continuing to mm-hmm. um uh, uh, empower those beliefs that feel like they're so true because you know, it doesn't feel personal. Everybody knows that's how it is. Yep. And I yep. think this is why when we come up with a, you know, when we come up with our own truth, maybe it's a shifting a perspective by doing some work with that, with a coach or on our own. When we come up with our own truth, it's why it can feel sort of like precarious and a little bit like don't, 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 push too hard because I'm barely holding on to this new idea Um, because we've actually got to make as strong a neural pathway for the new, you know, outside consensus reality belief as for the old one. Uh And, you know, Uh it's like a, it's like the difference between a steel cable and a spider web. Um, Uh But the more Uh we empower the new neural pathway, the more, um, the more we can create it. Uh, sorry, I'm on a roll. I have to say one more thing, Ursula, then I'll let you talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Also, okay, thanks, Annie. It's also true in the brain that we that what we um, we find what we're looking for. Yes. So it's yes. a very powerful thing. Yeah, to shift yep. to say, hold on, you know, that's consensus reality. Let me look for my reality. And if I'm mm-hmm. committed to, if I'm committed, for example, to the idea that um, this is, and this is a personal neural pathway for me, I'm not interested in the consensus reality conversation that says, as you get older, you become less attractive. So mm-hmm. I have a belief that says, as I get older, I become more attractive. And mm-hmm. I'm actually more interested in looking for evidence for that. And what the neuroscience says is what we are primed for we find. So this mm-hmm. is the um, the real concrete example of that is that if you buy a new car, all of a sudden, I bought a Kia Soul, and all of a sudden there were a million Kia Souls on the mm-hmm. road that I'd never noticed before. Uh, I wasn't primed to see them. So mm-hmm. if I'm primed to see evidence that I'm more attractive the older I get, my brain will be looking for that mm-hmm. and then creating the neural patterning around that. I actually do have a lot of evidence about that, by the way. (laughs) Yes, you do. You are cute and adorable. Now, my, I, um, so, 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 um, what do you think? Because 
they, I know there are some people that really, I see it in a couple of my clients, they have this consensus reality belief. They have a lot of evidence that they are right. And when I gently uh, point them in that it could maybe be just consensus reality, they are very resistant to it. They're saying, no, 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 but you don't understand. In my family, this is how it is. You know, well, it's, 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 uh, it's really, yeah. people can get really stuck there. Yeah, I I do see because it's it's when you are um it's the multiple strands of sort of neural patterning surrounding them. And mm-hmm. um it's we get very pulled in and and I'm play with you know you and I Ursula have played with this idea and who knows it might just be a metaphor if you you know those of you who are listening if you prefer to take it as a metaphor totally fine. Um I have the feeling that there are there's kind of I like to imagine that we're all part of a giant brain. We have the brain in our head, and then we're part of this giant brain with all of these. It's like each one of us is an individual neuron in this giant brain of the of the cosmos and we're all firing and there are there's patterning that we're part of in this giant brain that also has an impact on us so Mm -hmm. as part of the giant brain we are very impacted by what most people believe and to sort of to say there's here's this pattern that's mm-hmm. been going on for X number of years in the giant brain, and I'm going to step outside of it, um, takes real courage and intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really, I, that's, that's a really good point, how we are all connected. And, of course, within this web of uh, beliefs and messages, it's, uh, it can be sometimes really hard to sort of disentangle oneself from that. Yeah, you're expected to fire like all the other neurons. And when you step outside, I remember, you know, years ago, and those of you who know me know that I've done some strange things in my life, including outside of consensus reality, including selling everything I owned and moving to Costa Rica 10 years ago, nine years ago. And um, what was very interesting to me at the time was um, that was so outside consensus reality because everybody knows you do not sell everything you own and move to the end of a dirt road in Costa Rica. Um, And what was interesting was as I watched the impact of this decision that my family Mm -hmm. made to do this, Mm -hmm. the impact with some people was, I wanted to say it was almost like we had betrayed them. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. and people were lovely and warm and nice, and so Mm -hmm. many people were inspired. But a few of our friends kind of had this like, you can't do that because if you do that, that means it's possible and mm-hmm. I can't live in my same viewpoint that I'm stuck in a, in this boring, stupid life. Yes. And they yeah. got mad. They got sort of strangely mm-hmm. mad at us. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. Ursula? Yes, it makes total sense to me because I think, uh, again, also from a brain perspective, we are we are in relationship. I mean, our brain is wired to be social. We are in relationship, and so when when people in this uh, close connection in this area where we are closely connected to people, when they do something that threatens our own beliefs, you know, it's. I think it threatens our sense of. 
uh, tribalship of, of how, whether we yes. belong or not and, and whether we're really connected still. I mean, it really, and I, I see this because, you know, I mean, I still do things that, you know, don't necessarily match consensus reality. Um, and I do get that. It's people really sort of having to step back and saying, well, if that is her belief and this is what she's doing, is she still part of us? And I have to say, I think that's also the problem on, from my end. If I step out of consensus reality, then I have to sometimes ask myself, if I do that, am I still part of the tribe or will I be kicked out? Be- yeah, beautiful. Is she still part of us? And, and the other piece I want to say is that everything, oh, I'm going to get chills as I say this, everything that has changed humanity has been, like for the good, has been a movement of someone stepping out of consensus reality, from Galileo to Harriet Tubman to Albert Einstein, you know, anyone that you can think of, um, to Oprah Winfrey. Consensus reality, at the time Oprah Winfrey started, said that if you want to make it as a talk show, you need to be nasty, mean, and sensational. And Oprah Winfrey said, I don't want to do that. I want to see if there's a way to be successful by not being nasty, mean, and sensational, and I'm going to start a new reality. I don't know that she knew she was doing it, but it's a movement, it's a heart movement of courage, and it's, it's creating a new, it's like a whole bunch of us little individual neurons in the group brain are saying, we're going to have the courage to create a new patterning. So, you know, we only have a couple minutes left. This maybe is a good point to wrap up on. This is my challenge to us all, is to be part of the patterning of a new consensus reality, which is about um, love and possibility and being unlimited. And everything that you personally do, that I personally do, Ursula personally does, that steps outside, creates that option in the bigger interconnected giant brain that we're all part of. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, we will become the role model for uh, multiple new consensus realities. I yes. love that. And I love that. Everything cool that's happened has been an act of that. Yeah, yeah that's um, beautiful. So on so, that uh, note, I think we'll wrap up. Yes, this week. Shall we let's quickly talk, tell let's them talk where, about what's where, to come? Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? Um, I only have one uh, one sort of highlight that I want to uh, point out. Um, of, of course, you can find all the information on our wonderful neuroscience consciousness and coaching programs on our website, uh, beaboveleadership.com. Um, then I have one sort of urgent or or great event coming up in Minneapolis on November 22nd and it's an introduction to neuroscience. It's a one-day event in Minneapolis and the information is on the website as well. Yeah, really cool event. It's a really a, just a good chance to have a very fun experiential day with Ursula. Mm-hmm. Who's just, if you've never had the chance to be with her, she just has such a capacity to create love and fun and, and, you know, this wonderful, easy understanding of this stuff in the room. And so if you're curious about our programs, you live in Minneapolis, come on out for that one day. We also have programs all over the world, which is super, talk about stepping outside of consensus reality, holy mackerel. 
here. Um, here's what we've got coming up in 2015. We will be at the end of July. We will be at July. The end of January will be in Dubai. Mm -hmm. um, early January has us starting a series in Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, we will be in Turkey in February. We'll be in Mexico City in June. We'll be in China in uh, looks like September. Um, we'll be back in London also in February, and we have classes starting in Minneapolis as well as the November um, ex experience with Ursula, and we have classes starting in Vancouver. And I think those are all the places where we're starting things off. Um, this is neuroscience done in experiential, collaborative, heart-centered way that's so applicable to coaching and leadership. And you know, we'd certainly love to have any of you come anywhere. If you have questions about it that aren't answered on the website, just send one of us an email, Anne at Be Above Leadership or Ursula at Be Above Leadership. We we'll usually can find 15 minutes or so to have a conversation with you. Yes. And, um, our hope is to just bring more and more people into this work because it's powerful in terms of not just being a amazing coach, which I'm sure you already are, but in terms of shaping the planet in an above-the-line way that empowers people and creates the kind of reality we want to live in. So please yeah, come and join us. And we want to pass on. That certainly is a, is a reality that I want to pass on to the future generations. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Great to be with you, Anne, and, um, well, I can now finally say I'll see you later. <laughs> okay. We're living in the same town now, so we're right around the corner. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.